0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. It's
1: a good idea not to wait till the last minute to apply. If you have to double-check what to bring with you, call any Social Security office. Someone there will be glad to help you. In the Denver metro area, call 232-3650. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Welcome, I'm E.G. Marshall. For a brief moment, during the
2: darkest night, we have a glimpse of ourselves and of our world, islanded in the stream of stars, pilgrims of mortality,
1: voyaging between horizons across the eternal seas of space
2: and time.
1: Yes, for a moment, for only the briefest moment. She was kidnapped, Sergeant.
3: That's right.
1: There were people on the street. Someone would have seen something. Uh, Are you sure she didn't run away?
3: She was kidnapped, Sergeant.
1: But if she were kidnapped, you'd have received a ransom note. Is it possible for a girl to disappear without a trace? As if the earth just swallowed her up? Our mystery drama... Will Helmina Wilson was written especially for the Mystery Theater
2: by Sam Dan and stars Paul Hecht. I'll be back shortly with Act One.
1: Absence,
2: said the Roman philosopher, makes the heart grow fonder. However, an unexplained absence is bound to make the heart grow anxious. Society takes note of this fact, which is why every police department has
1: its Bureau of Missing Persons. Uh, My name is Truesdale, Sidney Truesdale. Yes, Mr. Truesdale?
3: I'm his wife, Molly Truesdale.
1: Uh, The lieutenant downstairs... At the
3: desk. He said to see you. Uh, Sergeant Keller?
1: Yes. Uh, You wish to report a missing person? Well, now that you ask... Uh,
3: Sid, there's no way to get around it. She's a missing person. Uh,
1: Who are we talking about? Uh, My... um, our daughter. And her name? Uh,
3: Margaret Truesdale. Uh, But she's known professionally as Margie True.
1: Margie True. Yes, it's shorter, snappier than Margaret Truesdale. See, huh?
3: that's not important. Besides, I'm sure he never even heard of her.
1: Now I need some statistics. Uh, female, huh? Margaret or uh, <coughs> Margie Truesdale uh, or True. Uh, age, twenty-three. She'll be twenty-three. Uh, she's twenty-two. Uh, hair, blonde. Natural. Height, uh, five nine. Weight, uh, one twenty-five. Now, how long has she been missing? How long? Um, About three hours, I should think.
3: It's almost one o'clock in the morning. At least four hours.
1: Yeah, well, that's hardly enough time to be...
3: What were you going to say? It's...
1: Hardly something to be concerned about. Uh, Yes. Uh, Now, when when was she due home? Well, the library closes at 8.30.
3: Yes, she'd gone there to return a book.
1: She always comes right back.
3: She should have been home 9 o'clock at the latest. Well,
1: she might have gone to a movie. Well, she would have called us. Besides, uh, she doesn't like to go alone. Uh, Just because a girl... Well, actually, a young lady... Just because you haven't heard from her in four hours... uh, She may have met someone. She
3: doesn't stay up late. She can't. She's in training. She's missing. There's nowhere she might have gone. Nowhere she's supposed to have gone, except home. And that's four hours ago. Sergeant,
1: you have to find her. Uh, Yes. Uh, Now, I suggest you go home. What are you trying to do, get rid of us?
3: I don't think you're taking this seriously, Sergeant. Uh,
1: Please, Mr. and Mrs. Truesdale, your place is home, by the phone, in case she's trying to reach you. Now, you saw her
3: last... At 6.30. And
1: she was wearing... Uh,
3: uh, The uh, cocoa brown slacks and an eggshell blouse.
1: She was carrying the beige sweater. Do you have a picture of her? Mm, See, I told you they'd want a picture. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. Oh, she's uh, very pretty. Uh, Your address? Uh, 613 Delaware.
3: And the library's at the corner of Garfield.
1: So somewhere in those
3: eight blocks...
1: Right, right. We'll start the routine.
3: Routine? Routine, this is our daughter.
1: He means the police routine, Molly.
3: What are you going to do? I I mean right now.
1: Well, we'll check out the hospitals. Oh, how could you
3: say a thing like that?
1: We'll do everything we can to find your daughter. (laughs) Sergeant Keller. Oh, yeah, Marty. Uh, The Truesdale girl? Yeah, what have you got? Uh, Nothing, huh? Uh, Anything from the cop on the beat? Hospitals? Uh, How about uh, the morgue? Oh, okay. Thanks.
3: May I help
1: you? Uh, Yes, I'm a police detective. My identification... Oh, my... Uh, were you working here at the library last night, Miss Stacy? Oh, yes, sir. And uh, to when?
3: Oh, well, Wednesday nights we close the library at 8.30. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, do you know uh, Miss Margaret Truesdale?
3: Oh, yes.
1: Well, what do you know about her?
3: What? Is she in any trouble? I hope not. Well, I I really don't know very much about her.
1: Was she in last night?
3: Oh, yes, she was. And
1: what time did she arrive?
3: Oh, I'm not sure. I, see, I didn't see her come in.
1: Do you know when she left?
3: Oh, yes, at exactly 7.30. You're sure? Oh, absolutely, because when she said goodnight to me, I remember saying to her, I've got one more hour to go.
1: Do you know anything at all about her?
3: Oh, she's a very uh, pretty girl. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, she is.
3: Oh, let's see, she looks to be about 19. She comes in quite often, early in the evening. She reads for a while, and then she... Takes out a book and, and leaves.
1: Is she ever in here with anyone?
3: Oh, no, no. She's always alone. Uh,
1: does she talk to anybody?
3: Just to me, as far as I know.
1: What do you talk about?
3: Oh, books, mostly. What
1: kind of books?
3: Uh, fiction. Usually short stories.
1: Now, who's her favorite author?
3: Oh, I would say Edgar Allan Poe. See, there's one book she'd had out for quite a while. By that, I mean she'd keep renewing it.
1: And what book was that?
3: Well, as a matter of fact, she'd returned it last night. She said she'd finally bought herself a copy and didn't need ours anymore.
1: What's the name of the
3: book? Oh, uh, uh, William Wilson and Other Stories by Edgar Allan Poe. Why do you ask, Sergeant?
1: Well, I'm just hoping one thing may lead to another.
3: May? What is this all about?
1: Miss Stacy... It seems you're the last person I can find so far... who has seen Miss Truesdale since she left here last night.
3: I don't understand.
1: She, uh, She disappeared.
3: Oh. Well, does anyone have any ideas as to why?
1: I came here to see if you have any ideas.
3: Well, as I said, I don't really know her. She's very quiet. She's been coming in for a long time. We say hello. And we say goodbye... We occasionally pass the time of day while she checks out a book.
1: Yeah, on those occasions, what do you talk about?
3: Oh, nothing. That is, nothing of any significance. Maybe the weather, if it's unusually hot or cold or rainy or dry. And that's all? Oh, yes, just about.
1: Miss Daisy, try to think. Did she ever say anything else?
3: Mm, not really. Nothing significant.
1: It could even be insignificant.
3: Oh, I... Uh, Sergeant, I-, I wish I had some idea
1: of what you want. Yes, so do I. You see, at 7.30 last night, she left here, presumably to return home. Uh-huh. It's an eight-and-a-half block walk south along Delaware. It's a wide, well-lighted street filled with people. If there was any violence, it would have been noticed.
3: Well, then perhaps she didn't go
1: home. But where else was she bound for and why? Was there anything... Unusual in her manner last night.
3: Oh, no, not that I could see. Uh,
1: Miss Stacy, could you keep thinking and see if you come up with anything, anything at all? Hello, <laughs> oh, Missus Truesdale.
3: Oh, it's the police sergeant, uh, Sid. It's, it. it's the sergeant. May I come in? Oh. H- have you found her? Uh, no. Oh. Is there any news?
1: I'm afraid not.
3: Do you hear what he says, Sid? He's afraid not.
1: Well, what's that supposed to mean? Well, I guess it means they have no news yet.
3: I think it means a little bit more than that. Like what? It means they've been looking, but so far they're lit. Isn't that a fact,
1: Sergeant? Well, we need more information. Well, you know her name, what she looks like, how she was dressed. What more can we tell you? Would she have any reason for leaving home?
3: What are you saying? It's obvious what he's saying, Sid. He's implying she ran off. I'm suggesting
1: it... As a possibility. And I'm here to go on record that it's an impossibility.
3: Now, why is that, Mr. Truesdale? Now, you have no right to ask... No, simmer down, Sid. Simmer down. He's a cop. They've got a right to ask anything they please. <sighs> no, Sergeant. She did not run off.
1: Can you be sure of it?
3: Why would a girl who loved her home, loved her parents, and loved her career, just up and take off? Yes.
1: <clears throat> Uh, Where did she work?
3: At the Sunrise Athletic Club.
1: What sort of job did she have there? Oh, she wasn't employed there. What my wife means is that she worked out there. Oh, she was an athlete.
3: See, Sid? He never heard of her. You never heard of Margie True, Sergeant? No,
1: not until you reported her missing.
3: He doesn't know who she is, what she does. And we're paying your friend, Morrison, a pretty penny for publicity, too. He's not
1: my friend. All right, all right. She goes to the athletic club. Now, why? She's probably the best swimmer in the world.
3: What do you mean, probably?
1: When she was about 14, she was very sick. And the doctor said the best thing for her would be to swim.
3: She became a champion swimmer by the time she recovered her health.
1: That took more than six years.
3: Anyhow, she decided she should go into the Olympics.
1: She's almost 23... That's maybe a little old. Actually, she started at a time when most of these kids are ready to retire. But she's got it. And
3: we've been working with her, setting things up.
1: This is the year she has to make it. Uh, Yes. But the fact is, she's missing. Now, people disappear for one of three general reasons. First, foul play. Oh, don't say that. A second, for some reason of their own. She'd have absolutely no reason to run away. A third, uh, this is very rare, amnesia.
3: That's it. Our little girl is wandering around somewhere not even knowing who she is.
1: I'd like to talk with some of her friends.
3: I'm sure they wouldn't know very much. Could
1: you give me some names?
3: Well, she wasn't really that close with too many people.
1: Does she have a boyfriend? uh No.
3: You can't say it, because she isn't pretty.
1: If she was interested, they'd buzz around like bees after honey.
3: But she's in training. Early
1: to bed. No
3: distractions.
1: Uh, The idea is you win the Olympics. You get the fame, the publicity. And
3: you go on from there.
1: Endorsements, TV, movies, a whole new important career.
3: And then... Then you're exposed to a totally different class of men. Uh,
1: Tell me about her daily routine. Well, she'd leave for the club in the morning.
3: Say, about nine. And she'd work out till lunch.
1: Then she'd rest. And back again for lessons and practice till four.
3: That's a pretty solid day. And that's all she did? Well, it's enough. Well, we'd go out to dinner. A show. Or we'd stay home and watch TV. Uh, she liked to go to the library. Oh, she loved to
1: read. Uh, she was very intelligent. Uh, she could talk about things. Like what? Well, you know, things. Uh, specifically? Uh, just things in general. Well, can you remember any individual topics? Uh, sergeant, there's no point giving me the third degree. Now, don't
3: speak to the sergeant like that, Sid. Right now, he's our only hope. Well, what do people talk about? The weather, sports, the news, what's happening? Did she seem
1: nervous or scared lately?
3: What does that mean? It
1: means, I guess. Was she maybe afraid of something?
3: Of what? Uh,
1: That's what this police officer wants to know.
3: Let me set you straight, Sergeant. She had nothing to be afraid of. She'd done nothing bad.
1: Was there anything at all unusual about her behavior?
3: No, nothing. Nothing. She's got amnesia. I know it. Well... What does that well mean?
1: It means he's in the dark. He's up a tree just like us.
3: Well, what are you standing around here for, Sergeant? Why aren't you out looking for her?
1: Out? Where? I need help.
3: We're willing to help.
1: You are willing, but I'm afraid you're not able. We're doing everything we can. You're not answering my question.
3: That isn't so.
1: You don't know who her friends are. You don't know what she thinks about. She, she's a very dedicated girl. Yes, then why did she run off? She would never run off.
3: She has amnesia.
1: Why would she have amnesia?
3: Well, because... She's an
1: athlete in training. She's in perfect health.
3: Well... Then then she was kidnapped. How?
1: Right off the street Delaware Avenue? They could have overpowered her, forced her into a car. She wouldn't go quietly. She seems a big, strong girl.
3: Don't say it like that. You make her sound ungainly. She's beautifully built.
1: You can't rule out the possibility of kidnapping, Sergeant. You'd have received word by now about a ransom. Well,
3: maybe it's the kind of kidnapping where girls are sold into, you know...
1: Oh, please, Molly. Uh, Sergeant, we're desperate. Uh, yes, uh, I understand. Uh, I just wish you knew a little more about her. Oh,
3: Sergeant, find her. Please. She's our little girl. And we love her. <laughs>
2: there is a public service announcement on the air during the evening which asks the
1: question, Do you know where your children are? That's a good question. However, a question more to the point is one that asks, Do you know who your child is? I suppose some people would be afraid to find out. More information on this general subject in Act Two shortly. not wander afar to seek out the stranger. He is with you, within you. What the poet is saying is, how can we hope to see the truth in others when we are unaware of what the truth is about ourselves? Who are we? What are we? And why? This has preoccupied the finest brain since the beginning of time. So if we don't completely settle it here, please don't ask for your money back. Sergeant Keller, what can I do for you? What do you know about Margie Truesdale? Well? I'm um, not trying to evade your question, Sergeant. I'm just trying to think. What do I know about Margie? The answer has to be nothing. Mr. Sparta, you're her swimming coach. She spends eight hours a day here, or did. Uh, I think she was, what, uh, 14? Skinny, consumptive, anemic little thing. You're just barely alive. (laughs) Today, would you believe it? I can't believe you know nothing about her. Some people go through life talkers. This one's a listener. Are you telling me she says nothing at all? No, she talks. I'd even go so far as to say she chatters. But you analyze the conversation and there's nothing there. Still, you've known this girl for eight years. You do have some sort of relationship. Look out that window, Sergeant. See that swimming pool? Uh That forms the boundaries of our relationship. But you do talk about something. Sure. We have long talks about diet, breath control, coordination. Now look, I played ball at school. I was I was close to my coach. I mean, there were times when we just sit around, you know, and I know what you're looking for, but it's it's not here. You're not like with the other kids, where you become more than just a coach. You're, you're sort of an older brother, maybe a second father. You talk about what really bothers kids today. Sex, friendship, life. But not with her. I can't even begin to imagine. Well, why was she training all out constantly? I mean, was it something she wanted, or and were her parents putting on the pressure? I don't know where all that tremendous dedication came from. Could have been hers. Could have been theirs. How did she feel toward her mother and father? Well, I never saw so much love on the part of a kid, considering the circumstances. what circumstances? Well, considering they weren't her real father and mother. Now, just because two people adopt a child, that doesn't mean they're not the real parents. Well, I didn't mean it to sound that way. He was her stepfather. And then when her mother died, Margie was still a little girl, and he married Molly... Sid and Molly raised her like their own. What were her chances for making the Olympics? Well, a lot goes into that. But I don't see how she can be kept out. She's ready. The trials begin in a couple of weeks. But if she's not around, she'll miss them. Also, every day she's gone, she's losing out on training. Uh, You really can't give me anything to go on, can you? Sorry. Friends? I don't think she had any. She had to be friendly with somebody. Oh, with everybody. That's not the same as having friends. I can't believe there was nothing to this girl's existence except swimming. She must have had another life, one that nobody knew about. Maybe. But where did she lead it? And when did she find the time?
3: Well, hello there, Sergeant. Hi, Moms. Oh, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, I'm on duty.
3: Lemonade.
1: <laughs> Make it sour. <laughs> uh,
3: well, that's uh, 60 cents, Sarge. Got to keep things on the up and up, you know.
1: Uh, did you read in the papers about a girl named Margaret Truesdale?
3: Yeah, I never read the papers. Why should I go chasing after bad news? It'll come soon enough.
1: Yeah, well, this one just disappeared.
3: Oh, well, girls do that quite often.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, this is a photograph.
3: Ah, nice. Yes, indeed. A lot of meat on those bones, and it all looks like grade A prime. Uh,
1: she's a swimmer, she just vanished.
3: Ah, uh, well, if I can paraphrase the French, she or she l'homme.
1: No, no, no. There's no man involved. That you know of. That anybody knows of.
3: Ah, uh, Joe, you got a certain tone in your voice. Yeah. Could you be falling for this chick? I don't even know her. The ones you don't know are the most dangerous kind.
1: And look, the way it is now, she just vanished from the face of the earth. No motive, no clue, nothing.
3: Oh, that's bad. I could get a young romantic guy like yourself all bothered and curious. And
1: yeah, moms, now you hear a lot of things in a place like this. Oh, sure, but what I
3: hear stays
1: here. Is there a rumble on this?
3: I haven't heard anything, Joe.
1: Well, I don't think anybody grabbed her off the street, but well, you never can tell. <laughs>
3: I'll listen, Joe. It's against my principles, but I'll stick my ear out. You know why? <laughs> Cause I'm a sucker for romance. Uh, cut it out, will ya? Uh, I can see you got a thing for this girl. Can't say as I blame you. I'm
1: only doing my job. uh
3: uh-huh.
1: You know, I tell you what scares me.
3: Yeah.
1: She's a swimmer. She's reaching for the big time. She has to get known. She has to compete. Now, she's been traveling to meets in Canada and Mexico all over. So? Or do I have to spell it out for you? Maybe she's been caught up in some smuggling. The pros have been known to use kids like her. Ah, uh,
3: You really must have fallen in love with her.
1: Why do you insist that I'm in love with
3: her? Uh, well, look me straight in the eye and say, no, I'm not in love with her. Now, nah,
1: nah, look, don't be silly.
3: Oh, that's how it is with some of you cops. you like those uh, knights of old. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: What else? All right, all right, that's enough, Mums. If you hear anything at all concerning this girl, will you let me know?
3: Oh, sure. And it won't cost you a thing. Uh, Let it be my wedding present. Oh,
1: for crying out loud. (laughs) Keller? Oh, yeah. Uh, The parents of this girl, Margaret Truesdale, what do they want, Inspector? Miracles? Inspector, they're phoning me every minute of the day and night. She just disappeared, and I I know, I know what you're going to say. Nobody just vanishes into thin air. There has to be some clue. Look, I'm doing the best I can. I got, I got nothing to go on. I'm making bricks without straw. Okay, okay, yes sir, yes sir. Just as soon as something turns up, sure thing. Gee, what could have happened to her? Who the hell? Uh, hello? Uh, Sergeant Keller, I know it's very late. I mean, very early in the morning. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, I got your home number from your office. I said it was an emergency. You have to come over here right away. Uh, have you heard from Margie? No, but I'm calling you because otherwise there's going to be a lot of trouble and embarrassment. Uh, can you come over? Uh, now? It's my wife.
3: She has this idea, and... Well, you'd better talk to her. Sergeant, I know what happened to my daughter. You do? It's a wonder it didn't occur to you. After all, you're the professional, and it's so simple. She's been kidnapped.
1: Mrs. Truesdale, we've been through this already. There's been no note. You are not wealthy people. But she
3: was not kidnapped for money. She was kidnapped by one or another of the Iron Curtain countries. Don't you understand? Ah, well, no. She's a threat. Those countries take these competitions seriously. They're doing this to keep her out of the games. Oh. You don't believe it. Well, it's
1: pretty far-fetched.
3: You're a police officer. You have connections with the FBI. Yes, And you're coordinated with the CIA.
1: Not that I know of. You
3: get to work on this immediately or you will force me to get in touch with my congressman and my senator.
1: Now, now, Molly, it's awfully late. Why don't you get to bed?
3: Sid, don't think you can fluff me off.
1: Nobody's got that idea. The sergeant is going to notify all the necessary authorities,
3: get all the wheels in motion. Once the government steps in, they won't dare to harm her.
1: You look awfully tired.
3: Yes. Yes, I am. I'm very, very tired. Sergeant, you do believe I've given you a logical explanation?
1: Well, it does deserve thinking about
3: And you'll start what you like to call the routine?
1: Get on it right away.
3: Well, now I can go to bed. Sid, will you show the sergeant out?
1: Why, sure thing, Bobby. Good night. Good night, Mrs. Truesdale. I, um, I had to call you... Otherwise, she'd be phoning the President of the United States. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, besides, who says she has to be off base? Crazy things happen today. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Uh, well, <clears throat> uh, good night, Mr. Trusdale. Oh, uh, don't go. No, it's late. My day starts early. I know what you must think of me and, and, and my wife. You, you don't care for us. No. why do you say that? Well, I, I guess we come over like like stage parents. You know, the, the kind that pushed their kids toward a career. Well, isn't that what you did? No. This whole training routine was her idea? Uh, yes. I remember you said she decided she should go into the Olympics. Well, she did. Without any help from you or Mrs. Truesdale? Uh, oh, we... We approved. But the idea was hers. Is there any chance she might have suggested it to win your approval? Mm, no. If she were to appear right now and say, Mom, Dad, I want to throw the whole thing over, what would you say to her? Oh. Uh, Impossible! Impossible for her to say that. Well, impossible to think she'd even want to. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, do you mind if I uh, if I have a look at her room? Why? I don't know. Maybe I can find something. Like what? Well, I want to know this girl better. Maybe there's something in the room. Right through here. See, everything just as she left it. Yeah. He, uh, she was very neat. No, we haven't touched a thing. See, even the wastebasket. We haven't even emptied it. Yeah. Just a crumpled piece of paper here. Well, it's going to stay right there. Mm-hmm. Funny, it's probably the last thing she ever wrote to. And what is it? Nothing. Nothing at all. Just a name. A name? Whose? Nobody's name that I know of. What's the name? Wilson. We don't even know anyone named Wilson. Wilson? Yeah, Wilhelmina Wilson. Uh, could I see that? What far? No. All right. Yeah. But I want it back. Uh, Wilhelmina Wilson. Is this your daughter's handwriting? Of course. Hmm. She writes Wilhelmina Wilson as if it's a signature. She's written it four or five or six times as if she were practicing how to sign it. Why? Can't imagine. Will Wilson. Have you ever heard that name in any connection? No. Hmm. Wait a minute. Maybe I have. Where? Where? I heard it somewhere before, or maybe one that sounds an awful lot like it. He's heard one that's very close to it, and so have you. It's a name that's fraught with significance, as they say, provided you know just how to look at it. Stop for a minute. Think for a minute. And it should all fall into place. And if it doesn't,
2: we'll take care of it next week. What's in a
1: name? Asked Mr. Shakespeare. That which we call a rose... By any other name would smell as sweet... And so forth. While we hate to differ with the immortal bard... We must quarrel with his premise. Everything is in a name. And who can say that the rose doesn't smell sweeter... Precisely because it's called a rose. The fact is... We're the captives of our own propaganda. Wilhelmina Wilson... You're sure this name means nothing to you, Mr. Truesdale? Nothing at all. Mrs. Truesdale? Well, I asked her. She doesn't know either. All right. when where did I hear it? I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Sparta. I'm glad to be of help. What can I tell you? Uh, the name uh, Wilhelmina Wilson. Is that familiar? Wilhelmina Wilson? For sure. Oh, who is she? Well, she isn't anybody. Well, she has to be somebody. No, Wilhelmina Wilson is a rhythm. A what? <laughs> She's Margie's rhythm. While she swims, Margie keeps saying, Wilhelmina Wilson, Wilhelmina Wilson. Oh, yeah. It's a simple six-beat rhythm. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I see. <laughs> it helps. So, uh, set up a little chant like that. Nah, that's all. Wilhelmina Wilson is. Uh... Yeah. Why? Hey, what'd you think it was? Well,
3: here's a handsome young police officer.
1: Yep. Oh, you look like you need a drink. I do, which is why I'm not going to have one. Well, tell old moms. What's the problem? I uh, just stopped by in case you may have heard something. About who? Oh, yeah. How about your chick? Hey, hey, hey. How many times do I have to tell you there's nothing there?
3: If there was nothing there, you'd only have to tell me once.
1: Well, what do you hear?
3: Not a whisper.
1: Gee, somebody has to know something. Oh, sure. I just can't find a handle on this
3: case. Oh, poor Joe. Tell me, is this the kind of girl you've been looking for all your life?
1: All right, all right, Mom. She's an interesting girl.
3: Good. We finally got that out in the open. Now you can go to work.
1: I've been working without let-up since the case came in.
3: Working? Yeah. But thinking? No. I don't follow. Joe, when I saw you for the first time, you know what I said to myself? I said, that one's going to be a smart cop once he settles down. You got this dame on the brain.
1: Look, we don't have to keep talking about that aspect of it.
3: But now suppose it was an old lady that was missing. Or a guy. Yeah, yeah, a guy would be even better.
1: Better for what?
3: Better to prove my point. So
1: far, you haven't made one. Joe,
3: just pretend you're not in love with her. Who says I
1: am? Okay, okay, let it go.
3: (laughs) Guys like you who are already over 30, you were always afraid of getting married. Hey, listen. So you make up excuses. You get up this ideal of some dame that's just gorgeous, but out of reach, see?
1: Moms, I've seen all those moving pictures too, you know.
3: Where do you think life gets its ideas from?
1: The movie. I'm going at this case the
3: same way I tackle every other. That's what you say. But just take a deep breath and think. Now think about it from every angle. I am. Good. Now ask yourself the question you should have asked the very first night. Am I being had? What? Think about it, Joe. Are you being had? <laughs> Do you have any news, Sergeant?
1: Uh, I may have.
3: Oh, what does that mean? Sid, what did he say? Uh,
1: Sergeant, oh, what do you have to tell us? I'm thinking about what you told me. and all rests on the assumption that your daughter could disappear on a crowded, well-lighted street.
3: Assumption? Sid, he said assumption.
1: I heard what he said. I'm afraid it didn't work. The only way she could disappear was for you to arrange a place for her to go to.
2: No. Now, you'd
1: better listen to me. At first I had the idea, maybe she might have gotten into a little jam. She went to swimming meets in Canada. and Mexico, maybe she carried some pot for somebody. Maybe something a little stronger. That's a lie. Actually, I didn't believe it myself.
3: Then what are you trying to imply? I
1: think it's all a publicity stunt, but it's gone sour.
3: How dare you? Sid, call this man's superior officer, whoever he is. I'll give you his name and
1: phone number myself, but you'd better hear the rest of it first. Now, the stakes are tremendous. I should have realized that in the beginning. The Olympics, (laughs) they've become a fantastic media event. The winners get more than the old laurel wreath, even more than the gold medal. Now, hold it a minute, Sergeant. You
3: have no right to accuse... Beautiful
1: swimmer disappears. That would be the headline, wouldn't it? Well, it could have been. But all you got was a couple of lines on page 17 and nothing to speak of on the air. The media didn't bite. Or maybe you didn't know how to promote it. You don't understand. She's missing. What you needed was an experienced, inventive publicity guy. He might have pulled it off. It
3: isn't true. You have to
1: keep it alive so you feed me little things like this iron curtain plot. It
3: could be true. Yeah, and
1: then you try to fob off this name at me, this Wilhelmina Wilson. Why did you pretend you didn't know what it was, Mr. Truesdale? Well, I I don't have the faintest
3: idea. Sid! Who is Wilhelmina Wilson? Well,
1: didn't you think I'd check it out with Dick Sparta? I mean, you're trying to tell me you actually don't know that Wilhelmina Wilson is the name she says to herself while she swims?
3: I never heard of it. Where is she? We don't know. She
1: disappeared. If you knowingly mislead the police... We haven't. It's
3: the truth.
1: Wait. Wilhelmina Wilson. I just remembered. I just remembered. <laughs>
3: Has there been any word of Marge Truesdale, Sergeant?
1: Uh, no, Miss Stacy. I just came by the library to ask a question. Uh, you said she liked to read a book she kept renewing. Uh, would you tell me the name of it again?
3: Oh, uh, William Wilson and Other Stories by Edgar Allan Poe.
1: William Wilson? Huh? Yes. I huh. guess I made a mistake. Funny, I thought it was Wilhelmina Wilson.
3: Well, oh, that's close. Actually, Wilhelmina is the... Feminine form of
1: William. Uh, yes. <clears throat> well, Helmina Wilson. I wonder uh, uh, that story. Do you uh, do you suppose I could read it?
3: Oh, I certainly. Uh, wait here. Yes.
1: Miss Wilhelmina Wilson. Yes. Yes. You dyed your hair, you changed your makeup. Instead of wearing beiges and browns, I see you've gone in for blues and grays. It does give you a different look. Who are you? Oh, sorry, I'm a police detective, Sergeant Joe Keller. May I, may I come in? Why? I want to talk to you about Margaret Truesdale.
3: Oh, uh, all right. What do you want to know?
1: Well, first, I'd, I'd like to know if you'll marry me.
3: You? What?
1: Well, not right away. We'd have to get to know each other better. Or, although I know all about you already.
3: What do you know about me?
1: Yeah, start with a girl just in her teens. Father dies, a mother remarries. Will the stepfather accept her? And then the mother dies and the stepfather remarries. Will the strange new woman accept her as a daughter?
3: Why do you want me to relive all this?
1: She thinks she's a very unattractive girl.
3: Oh, I was. I was pale and skinny, always sick.
1: So they bring you to a friend, Dick Sparta, a swimming coach, and you work out every day.
3: Yes, I did. Hour after hour.
1: And it changes you. It also becomes obvious to everyone that you could be a great swimmer. Yes. And everybody begins to count the money, taste the glory.
3: Yes. At first... Sid and Molly were only thinking of me. Later, the thing just overpowered them, blew their perspectives crazy. At first, I was so happy because finally I could do something to please them, repay them for all they did for me.
1: You were a good little obedient girl.
3: Yes, but after a while, it became torture. Every stroke was agony. Every lap was... I don't want to say... Oh, purgatory.
1: I understand. But couldn't you face them? Couldn't you say, look, Mom, look, Dad. I
3: I was scared. I was still very insecure. Besides, I told you they had changed. Now all they could talk about was how rich, how famous we would become. The fantastic things we could do. And
1: then you read that story, William Wilson, about a man who has another self.
3: Yes, another self. That was what I needed. And so inside me, I created Wilhelmina Wilson. Inside, I was Wilhelmina Wilson. Every time I swam, I would say, Wilhelmina Wilson. Oh, how I wanted to run away. Just disappear. But where could I go? How would I live? All I ever learned to do was swim. Couldn't you study something? Oh, not after the kind of day I put in matter of fact, I wanted to take a secretarial course, but Sid and Molly both jumped on me. What do you need that for? You'll never use it. You're going to be rich. You know what I did? I tried to raise money by entering contests under the name of Wilhelmina Wilson, and I never won anything, anything at all, until...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I
3: bought a 50-cent lottery ticket in the name of Wilhelmina Wilson, and that did it. Can you imagine... The minute I saw that winning number, I took this apartment.
1: That's how I found you.
3: $25,000. It can give me a start.
1: Yeah, but where does this leave me? Your parents reported you as a missing person. I'm a police officer. I found you.
3: I can't go home. Do you know why? I just can't swim anymore. I can't take the pressure. I'm out of it. That's going to break their hearts.
1: They're broken-hearted now. But
3: this way, they'll still have their dreams. That I could have been the greatest swimmer in the world. No. I I can't go back. Yes, you can. No. I'm no longer scared little Margie Truesdale. And they wouldn't understand Wilhelmina Wilson. They would never forgive her for... for wasting that chance of a lifetime.
1: Do you know who they could understand, forgive, and accept? Who? Mrs. Joseph Keller. Who is she? She would be my wife.
3: But I don't know you.
1: Don't you want to get to know me? Well,
3: I I don't know. I suppose I could.
1: By that time, the Olympic trials will be over. Oh, they'll
3: never forgive me.
1: Sure they will. Once we make it very clear that you forgive them. that after a suitable passage of time, everyone in this particular story forgave everybody else. Although why and for what is not exactly crystal clear. After all, we do our best
2: to reach a goal. But so many times, that goal isn't even our own. I'll be back shortly. If you're looking for a sensible way you can profit instead of being squeezed by today's high interest rates, call this toll-free number right now. 800-228-5000. Ask the operator to send you detailed information on Dreyfus liquid assets. Find out how you can take advantage of the income earning opportunity that Dreyfus offers with its money market fund. Consider the benefits. Your money works hard because you participate in today's rising money market. And it's always available when you need it. Plus, you get the flexibility of withdrawing cash by phone or writing checks to pay larger bills. No charge for the checks and never a penalty or sales charge. Today, you owe it to yourself to earn as much as you can on your money. So call 800-228-5000 for complete information and a prospectus, including management fee, charges, and expenses. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Learn how you can get the lion's share of today's high interest rates from Dreyfus Liquid Assets. 800-228-5000, toll free. 800-228-5000. Dreyfus pays for the call. This week on the
1: Chisholm's, the journey continues as they leave the security of the wagon train behind to strike out for the promised land called California.
3: We're heading our own way to California. I think we should give it careful thought. Staying with the wagon train would be safer.
1: You'll be traveling through mostly uncharted territory.
3: I'm afraid of what might happen.
1: Who will survive? The Last Great American Adventure, The Chisholm's, starring Robert Preston and Rosemary Harris, Saturday night at 8, 7 Central, on CBS Television. Robert Preston and Rosemary Harris,
2: Saturday night at 8, 7...
3: You can sing Smoke
2: Gets in Your Eyes, but when it gets into everyone else's eyes and nose and throat, it's no musical matter. Your Lung Association says... Cigarettes are a personal
3: health hazard. And secondhand smoke is offensive to all non-smokers.
1: Give us all a break. Let the Lung Association help you kick the habit for your sake and for everyone's life and breath.
2: look at the faces of some of these high-powered young performers. Athletes, dancers, prodigies of one sort or another. The strained and nerve-wracked faces. And we say, they're hardly more than children. Why are they being thrown
1: into the snake pit of money and notoriety so early? Why? Quite simply because so many of us are willing to pay and to cheer them. Yes, our heroes are getting younger and older before their
2: time. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Joan Shea, Ray Owens, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This
1: is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until Stories of love and sacrifice as
0: World War II brings growth and change. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life.